Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Janet Namaste, and I'm here to help you awaken your hidden talents and gifts that you're destined to share with the world. So whether you're brand new to meditation, healing, regression, or well into your spiritual journey, this podcast will bring you the clarity that your heart has been seeking. You will hear beautiful and powerful stories from world-renowned healers and global change makers that will inspire you as you journey through your destined path. Join me as we dive in together. Welcome to today's show, everyone. And if you're new, I'm so glad to have you here. I'm Janet Namaste. I started this podcast about a year ago when I wanted to demystify and expand on sharing the mysticism, mystical work, spiritual work, and self-development tools, and sharing people that have transformed my life as well. I've been in the realm of self-development and doing spiritual work, really in it, um, for over 20 years. I've served as a global energy intuitive healer. I must have done at least 20 to 30,000 healings were facilitated, not doing, but facilitating, being the medium of it. And um, I'm also a hypnotherapist. I specialize in past life regression. And I was trained, I'm sure you guys know, of the world-renowned Dr. Brian Weiss, whom I met in 1999, which is wild. And I'm also a certified Stanford University mindfulness coach for professionals. And I teach in different educational um, institutions as well. So throughout the years, um, what I did, I decided to dedicate my life to help others in their search for their divine purpose. I have a degree in education. I furthered my studies in computer science. I'm a mom of two amazing teenagers. And I just celebrated my 20th wedding anniversary with the love of my life, my husband, James. And really, I'm, I'm just a normal human being, just like you, trying to balance it all, but aligned with my destiny, my passion. So throughout the years, what I decided to do back in 2002, I decided to dedicate my life to help others in their quest and their search for their divine purpose. And that was the year when actually that was the year when we got married it was 20 years ago <laughs> and i launched something called the destiny program which is exactly what it states it helps you find your way back to you your purpose and then through that other things evolved like different programs and then the conscious healers academy which was back in 2019 which launched it's it's an it's an international school for healers and seekers and those that are on a quest of discovering and sharing their healing abilities. This is what uh, I take on small groups every single year. And back in March 2022, since um, I'm very limited of doing the one-on-one -on -one sessions, I decided to launch the Soul Star community. And this is a dream of mine where it is a beautiful global platform for people all around the world that can share their gifts as well. And every single month I get on, I do different channelings and transmissions of the energy of the month. We have PDFs, we have different, we have different speakers and um, healers. So it's just an incredible, incredible 
program, to be completely candid with you. I just, sometimes you have to pinch me. I can't believe that this is like, I'm living my dream or I'm in my, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my own quest of discovering. And through that quest of discovering, I'm enjoying the journey. And through that, I wanted to launch this pod to share out there, to have a different different outlet, a different medium to share a lot of the people that I've had the honor of meeting, of encountering, of working with, of really having this intimate connection with. And today, bringing a special guest to you all that I know that you're going to enjoy. Her name is Victoria Lario. She is an amazing young woman. She's 27, but with the wisdom of an ancient soul. And currently she's in Hoboken. She's living in Hoboken, but she lived all around the U.S. And she's a network marketing professional with four years of experience of building global teams in the United States, in Canada, the U.K., Ireland, and Australia. And she uses social media as her entire career outlet for beauty, for fashion, for marketing, content creation, podcasting, and consulting. And recently, she has opened up her VIP consulting sessions for clients so they can really see and feel and bring their long-term results into fruition so they could really achieve their absolute maximum goals. And her wisdom of coaching it's so in, it's completely innate this is un- unbelievable it wasn't like she took a class of how to coach it was real life experience and she's incredible incredible she coaches women across the world on confidence on raising standards like really of up leveling their life and going after more in life that there is you know breaking the ceiling So what I really love about her the most is that she really shares um, tons of free content and she's authentic. She's honest. She, whatever she knows, she will share because there is this incredible generosity in her heart, her wisdom, her golden spirit. When I say golden spirit, it's like this is... um, when you listen to her, you'll, you'll see that there's like, you know, everyone has this like different auric field around them, which that's another show. But her energy is just, she just glows <laughs> with this with this golden radiance around her. Um, just listen, listen with your heart too. So what I love about her too, is that she really helps many women as you, you guys know how I am, how I feel about women empowerment. And she does it by helping them feel empowered rather than guilty about desiring more where when it comes down to careers relationships friendships lifestyles and she's super inspirational we've we've recorded different pods before on her platform it's called for the girls and we've done lives on instagram we were trying to do it monthly but then life got in the way but we're going to get back on it and you could find Victoria on Instagram and TikTok at victoria.alario, A-L-A-R-I-O. So definitely listen and re-listen and may your heart be inspired by this beautiful conversation. And I'll meet you on the other side. Enjoy.
So welcome to the show, Victoria. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. Happy, happy Monday to you. Welcome to the Janet Namaste podcast. It's such an honor. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is this is our third podcast interview, but it's, it's the first one for me to be on yours. We've done two with you on mine, and now we're flipping. I know, but I love the flip. I love like the whole, like, you know, sharing the energy and the duality of, of your viewers, of my, my viewers. And I love um, how we get to like, you know, all of the little golden nuggets that both of us possess, how we can share it amongst our tribes. So, you know, it's, it's awesome. But I really wanted to have you here on today because, you know, despite your age. And when I say despite, it's, you know, there are times where people think that somebody needs to have like X amount, 20, 30, 40 years of experience. They need to have an MBA in order to have the business sense, the business acumen for success. But I want to first give you the accolade and congratulate you for the great business success and all of the things that you learned in the real world of network marketing, of direct sales, of social media, um, because you are such a role model even in my life. So congratulations to you. Thank you. That was so sweet. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's the truth. It truly is that, you know, because many, many people believe that unless like you have a certain degrees or you have to have certain amount of accomplishments, then and only then is it viable. Only then will the formula of whatever you say will work. But the way that you deliver your messages is so authentic. And I really would love for you to even share with, I have my, my niche is like from age 25 to 105, right? So, and everyone has, they're going through different things in their life. And I always tell people that age is such, is just a number mm -hmm. and they're, you know, women that are in their fifties and sixties, there are times where they're like, well, I can't start over. Like it's too late for me to begin a business, but I always tell them it's never too late because if you have this like burning desire inside of you, then you could start at any age. It's just that will and uh, being aligned with that. And, you know, what you shared with me before was this, um, great consulting offer that you're doing with with everyone now. And I want you to kind of elaborate on that because I think it's just um, such a gift that you're offering this service now to so many. Yeah. So even just to backtrack for a second, how you, you mentioned, you know, age and things of that sort. Um, I'm definitely not the creator of this specific saying, but this is something that I do say often, um, because people are always like, oh, well, I would do this, but I'm this age. I would do this, but I'm this age. And I always just say like, well, what difference does it make if in five years you're going to be 35 anyway? Like, oh, I can't go, I can't get into this or I can't go back to school because I'm 30 and oh my God, it's going to take four years to graduate and, or four years or five years just to get this and that. And it's like, okay, so you'll be 35 without the thing that you want, or you'll be 35 with the thing that you want. You're going to be 35 anyway. You're going to be 35 either way. <laughs> so you might as well do it because then you'll be 35 and happy that you started this thing or went back to school or whatever it is, rather than be 35 and then say, 
well, I can't start now because then I'll be 40 when I finish, you know, like, again, I didn't create this thing. It's something I've heard, but like, it's just something that I've always reiterated and repeated because what difference does it make? You, you're, you have to get to 35 anyway. So it, uh, it, it might as well be worth your while. Exactly. But sometimes people get just, you know, they get discouraged of how much time it's going to take and the sacrifice that it, that it may, you know, that they have to really the time of certain things that they desire to do or the things that they like to do that they have to push, put aside because they're like, well, I have to sacrifice all that. And, and then they have the doubts. What if it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So what do you tell, what do you tell people that, that have that like a negative kind of like, because it's always like the way they view life, right? Half empty or half full. Like, what do you say to those? Well, the way that you perceive something determines the reality of what that will be. So for example, if you think negatively, like you say, well, it would be too hard to do that, or it would take too long to do that. Well, then that's the reality because the way that you perceive something determines the reality of that. This business is way too hard for me. I am just not getting better at it. It is so hard. It's so confusing. Okay. Well, then the reality is that this business is so hard and so confusing. Instead, if you're like, you know, this is something I've never done before. It's, you know, uh, a work in progress. It's something that's going to take some time then the reality is it's a work in progress and it's going to take some time rather than you already telling yourself it's too hard to figure out. So the way that you perceive anything is truly the going to be the reality, even though perception isn't reality. That's literally the difference between perception and reality. Perception is how you perceive it and reality is what the reality of it is. But the way that you perceive something literally will determine exactly how, exactly what the result will be. So if you already are putting negative things in your head, you will have a negative outcome. If you have an optimistic or a positive thought in your head, then it it will work out exactly that way. I really do believe that we create the results that we have. I believe that, I actually believe that it's our Thoughts are almost like, like a magic trick. Like we can literally like, oh, I'm going to succeed at that. Okay. And then you will. Oh, I'm, I'm never going to be able to finish that project. Okay. Then you won't. So it's literally like, watch Abercrazam. <laughs> like that's exactly, I'm saying it. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So perception actually is reality more often than we think, because it's literally the result that we create. Well, it's true. It's also, you know, like um, there, but there are those that have scarcity consciousness for some reason, they believe that they don't have enough or they're not going to have enough resources or enough support. And, you know, like it's sometimes it's even of their, their upbringing. Not everyone had an upbringing of support and saying, it's okay. I got your back. You got this, you got this, you got this. But one thing that I love watching you, like even on Instagram and on TikTok and on all these platforms is how you're completely authentic and how you teach others of really being able to pivot and change the trajectory of their life by just little changes of like the perception of how do you change the perception? Well, first of all, it's you break um, the idea of being of having limitations. Mm-hmm. 
you know, remove the the people that have been taking that space or whatever it is, or any distractions, pressing a pause. So what, um, tell me actually a little bit about what it is that you have created and how you actually got started in this entire um, business that you're in. Right. So now newly, I just opened consulting, which is something that I dabbled with last year, pretty much exactly a year ago. I was just kind of seeing how it would work, seeing what I would think, if it was even worth the time and the money and, you know, things of that sort, if I could truly help people, it was kind of just like a side thing. Um, and I'll explain how I ended up even getting into consulting at all. But now this year I, you know, after, well, I will say one of the main reasons why I had stopped it in the first place was because I moved, traveled to Europe, traveled a million times And I just couldn't get on a consistent routine because it was like so much back and forth that it would be like one person a week sort of thing. So I just was like, you know what, let me wait until it's, I'm in the right headspace and the right time. So I could really give my true energy to people instead of having my head in. Cause I I literally feel like my brain operates different when I'm in Europe versus in the middle of a move, when I'm living in Miami, when I'm living now in New Jersey, like I'm all over the place. So I said, okay, I'm going to wait until I could really give people what what's worth their, their time and their money. And that's now. So now I said, okay, let's get into it. So now I am taking on consulting full-time, my areas of expertise, uh, you know, I wouldn't say are limited to these, but these are the main ones that I'm offering, which is network marketing and direct sales. Like you just mentioned, influencer marketing and brand deals, discovering your brands, your niche, your aesthetic, social media, content creation, public speaking, communications, mindset and confidence and things of that nature. What we're talking about right now, all that personal development, And then leadership and team building. All of these things in this list of things here are things that I have either studied, for example, public speaking and communications. That is what I do have a degree in. And I am often public speaking. I speak in front of crowds and events all the time. So that's a definitely a strong suit for me. But then as far as like the network marketing and the influencer marketing, these are the fields that I've been working in for four plus years. Influencer marketing, I started doing in 2015. So a while ago and network marketing, I started in 2018. So that's four years ago. Um, and then, yeah, everything else kind of falls under those categories. So within doing those things brings in the social media, the mindset, the, the team building, the leadership skills. Um, and, you know, I've I've become successful in both of those things. And I know success has different definitions and meanings to everybody. But in the general way that people would define success, like, achieving the rewards that come with it, reaping the benefits, actually making a full-time living, making a lot of money doing these things, uh, then yeah, I would say that I'm pretty successful for the most part because these are things like the influencer marketing and the network marketing using social media is very often just a hobby for people. It's it, They haven't really figured out a way to monetize it, to actually make yes. money doing it. And so- you know, they post the photos and they share the content, but at, for the most, like for the absolute biggest reach, 
the most thing is that they get some free products out of it. But for me, I'm like, free products don't pay the bills. <laughs> like your free clothing isn't going to finance my life, uh, sponsor my life. So all of that stuff is great. And I love free things. Don't we all, if it's free, it's for me, but I needed, I needed this to, to make sense in a way that I could actually live my life as a result of these things. So I had a full-time job in public relations. That's where the whole uh, public speaking communications comes into play. I was a fashion PR press executive uh, straight out of college. That was like my dream job. And while I was working full-time, I was as a hobby, pretty much, but a full-time hobby. I was hustling, creating content, emailing brands, doing whatever I could to even just network. And yeah, I would get some free things and whatever. But after years of doing that, that this is when the direct sales came around. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be my outlet to actually monetize my life online. So three months into network marketing and direct sales is when I quit my full-time PR job that I literally got a college degree to have. Your dream job. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Working in luxury European fashion, the whole thing, getting invited to fashion shows, whatever. And, and keep in mind to even get that job. I had so many internships where I worked for free. I would work just for college credit. So, and I worked in uh, beauty PR, fashion PR. I worked with Dolce & Gabbana, SK2, Dior. I worked with like all these amazing luxury brands completely for free, completely for free um, in the city. And, and I would waitress on the side because (laughs) I needed, I needed actual money. So, you know, all of those things led me to my job. And then being in the job, I'm like, I could, I'm to, to put it bluntly, cause I'm talking to you and you know, you and I are so real with each other. I just felt like I was too good. I'm like, I'm bigger than this. I could do more than this. Right. I I'm so, I'm so limited to my salary. I'm so limited to my job. I'm so limited to my, uh, to my roles that I play, you know? And I'm just like, I'm bigger than these roles. I'm bigger than this job. I'm bigger than this salary. And yeah, three months into full, like three months into hustling a side business that I really did take on full time in direct sales, I was able to monetize it all the way through and quit my job, which now again, full circle doing that for the past, however many years has led me to offering consulting because I was able to do it. And now I'm able to show people, you know, not, not, th- this will be, be literally monkey see monkey do I've done it. Now I can help you do it. And it's also teaching people of what not to do also. Because it, oh my the- gosh. hundred percent. Right. Because what, what I love is like that you, you did it during the moment when it was very avant-garde, it was very new and, um, it was very new and no one knew like what social media, what the platform, what you can do. You can put pictures up. You can exactly like you said, share content in the beginning. People were just sharing like memes and all these kind of things. And I love how you turned that and into being relatable, being authentic and um, branding yourself with um, sorry, branding yourself with what it is that, 
um, you want to share, but is it, do you think like, you know, like it was like the perfect timing when you went in, like, is it like now has, how has like the, the social media, the network marketing business changed from when you started back in like 2015? So, you know what I will say, because a lot of people say, oh, well, you started at the right time or whatever. And sure, I may have started before some people, so I may have more experience and maybe even more knowledge, but social media was so different. It The people who are starting now have an advantage that we did not have. When I started using social media, we were using Facebook. Like we were typing statuses on Facebook, these long things on Facebook. And yes, Instagram came out as well. So we would post photos on Instagram, but Instagram was merely just a photo platform. And now you can go live on Instagram. You can make stories on Instagram. You can post reels on Instagram. You can post IGTVs on Instagram all the more ways to provide valuable content to people. Because keep in mind, in those beginning years, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, Instagram had one option and it was to post a photo. And Facebook was where you could post statuses and go live. So those were our two forms of social media. So at that time is when I actually launched a blog. I literally launched InFashionWeTrust.com because that was the way to be able to do both. You, so, mig- you migrated it. Right. So okay. having a blog was the way to be able to post photos, type long blog posts, put videos, link certain things. Keep in mind, you couldn't link anything on Instagram. You couldn't even direct redirect your traffic off of Instagram. That was it. You just said Instagram. You weren't even able to put like a link in your bio until more recent years. Like you had a quick bio and you posted photos and that was the entirety of Instagram. So I was figure, I was, you know, making things happen for myself with, you know, a limited options of what I could really share. So the way that we post value now, the free content that we post now was not what happened then. So even when people say, oh, you got in whatever, I'm like, you have no idea. You're starting now in a world of TikTok and videos. And it's like a whole different ball game. I just started TikTok what, what we're in the seventh month of the year. I just started TikTok in January. So I've been doing TikTok for seven months out of seven years of creating content. Right. Imagine that. I only started my podcast last year when podcasts started blowing up. It's not to say that podcasts didn't exist, but not on the scale that they are on now. Like having a podcast, like there wasn't even the Spotify podcast deals. There wasn't even the podcast app. Like people had podcasts, but you had to specifically go to these certain podcast apps to hear it and SoundCloud to hear it. Like everything was just so different back then. So nowadays, the fact that you have a full-fledged platform through Instagram, Facebook has totally lost its touch. TikTok is where it's everyone is at right now on TikTok uh, podcasts and reels, like now is the best time of all to get started because anyone can hop on the social media world now 
and redirect you to anything, anywhere. Go check out my TikTok. Go check out my Instagram. Go check out my podcast. And you will literally have an audience that goes with you everywhere. It's what they call a cult-like following. You will literally have this audience go with you wherever you're going because you're able to reach people way deeper than we ever were. So yeah, sure, I may have started before people, but they're teaching me things now. I'm literally like, I got I got to get on TikTok. I made fun of it for two years and now I'm like, what am I doing? I'm missing out on an opportunity to share. So they, they, these, these, uh, what are they? 21, 22. They're going to not, they're not even going to need jobs graduating college. Cause they're going to be making full-time salaries through social media. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it is insane for someone like me. I feel at times like I'm overwhelmed with the amount of, of, of so many, um, energetic, like vessels of putting the content out there. But I think like, first and foremost, for like, um, the people that are our followers or our viewers, or for the ones that have this like basking idea that's inside of them, like, you know, because people are like, well, what should I put out there? What content do I put out there? What am I selling exactly? Mm-hmm. So how do you work with people that they, they really have that desire, but yet they have no idea what it is that they're selling, what they're like, how would you work with someone that like complete, completely, they're like, I want to be able to do this. I want to go out there. I want to showcase my, my skills, my talents. I know I have it inside of me. I just don't know where to start. And I have no idea what I'm selling, right, what right. I'm doing. What would you tell someone like that? How do you begin working with someone like that? So working with someone like that, we, we wouldn't even be able to get into a brand yet or the type of content to create, it would literally be be starting with finding your value. And it's down to the absolute basics of what do you even like? What do you enjoy? You want to know something that's actually really sad. I ask a lot of people in that predicament, what, what's fun for you? What do you do for fun? What do you like to do? And you know how many people have nothing to say? No clue. They have no clue. They don't have a single hobby. They don't enjoy anything. They go to work. They go home. They go out with their friends. They watch TV. Like it's actually very, you know what I will say before I say it's very sad. It's very real because that was my life before I was able to really switch it up. Yes. I was able to monetize my life after a while of working so hard at something, but at least I enjoyed something. You know, I, I liked creating, I liked fashion. I enjoyed shooting photos. I say to these girls, don't just post outfit pictures on Instagram because other people are doing it and it's working for them. If it's not coming easily and effortlessly to you, then it's not what you want to do. You, your, whatever it is that you are trying to sell or trying to put out there and gain a following on should come easily to you. And it's not to say that it won't be hard because yes, you will work hard. Yes, you will go through rejection. Yes, you will have late nights. Yes, you will go through a lot of hurdles and obstacles. However, creating that thing should come very easily and very effortlessly to you. It should not feel like a chore. It, You know what people say to me? How do you remember to post every day? And I'm just like, well, that you, you already lost because if you enjoy what you do, if you love what you do, how would you forget to do it? 
I love what I do. So I would never forget that I have to record a podcast episode for Monday. I would never forget that I have to post a story every day. I would never forget that I have to make a video for TikTok every day because I literally love and enjoy what I do. So even when it's hard because you go through the ups and the downs, it's still natural. It still comes. So I think a lot of people get very confused with what they should do because they see other people doing it. Oh, well, I want to do what you do. I want to post like that. And I'm like, listen, not to toot my own horn, but you can't do what I do because that's what I do. Like, that's, you, it's authentic to you. You're, it's a yeah, lot you. yeah, you can't do what I do. You know how many yeah. people have literally copied and pasted my words and then used it on their content? And I oh. call them out. I'm like, girl, uh-uh, like you are not going to brand yourself with my brand. It's just simply not going to work. You will not even gain followers doing that. You won't captivate anybody doing that. So for the absolute starting point of someone who's like, I want to, I just don't know how to, it all comes down to what do you even like? What do you even enjoy? So for example, I had a client that I, you know, do consulting with. She is, a she's actually my very first VIP client, which I could explain what that means too, but she's my first VIP client. And when we did our intro session, our first 30 minute session, before we even signed her up as a VIP, we were talking about something that something that she wants to really brand. And she's been doing it for a little bit, but she's like, it's not, it's not even, I don't feel passionate about it anymore. I feel underwhelmed. It's kind of boring me in a sense. I'm doing it still, but like I'm, I'm losing my touch. I need a different way to market it. And I'm sitting on the phone with her, listening to her. And for some reason, a book that I read came to my head. And in this book, he is an artist and through the things that he wants to sell and talk about, he actually paints pictures. He makes paintings that represent what it is that he wants to say. And then under it, we'll say, and this is literally a regular romance book. This is not even a, it's <laughs> not even a, a nonfiction. This is a total fiction book. And under it is where it says exactly what that picture is supposed to exactly mean. So I'm telling her this and she's like, it's like dead silent on the other end of the line. So I'm like, is this, are you resonating with what I'm giving you? And she's like, no, you don't understand. She goes, I'm an artist and I haven't painted in forever because I lost my way. She, and then she emails me, she goes, this is the first time in forever that I started drawing again and painting again. And she's like, I didn't even, I like forgot about that talent for me. I totally forgot that I can even do that. And, and it like, I literally have the chills thinking about it because whatever she was explaining to me, you know, she wants to get this content out there, but she just felt like it was boring. So I'm thinking, wow, I just read this awesome, you know, fiction romance book where this guy is a painter and he literally paints the thoughts in his head or the confessions and whatever. And, you know, that's how he puts, that's how he sells. That's how he puts his words out there. And she's like, you don't understand. I literally 
could do that. Like I paint, I draw, and I just haven't done it in years. I think, I think she had mentioned that like her grandmother died or her grandfather died. And she just like stopped creating in that way upon the death, because I know that that happens to people. You just kind of like lose your way. And she's like, for the first time in however long years, I went to Michael's and I got the crafts and now I'm drawing, now I'm painting. And that's the thing, you know, like getting people to understand what they're good at, what they enjoy, what they can do. And yeah, and and please, she could have just read the damn book and, and would have had the idea. But, you know, I was able to tell that to her because it, it just reminded me of her. I don't know why the two things had nothing to do with each other. But for some reason, I just thought of that book and I told it to her. I was just simply telling it to her as a story. And she's like instantly in shock because she's like that. I was meant to hear that message. You know, something I, something just, there's so many things that I want to, I want to like touch upon that you touched upon that I really want to, um, elaborate more on. Um, the first thing is like of being authentic, um, that, you know, the, the first thing is that it's of being completely if authentic. And if you follow someone else's path, it's never going to work out in that particular way. You know, I also like I actually had to let somebody go out of my membership because they copied my my work in a sense. And also in other things where they are like, you know, um, you know, making workshops according to like the same using my slides. And it's not my slides per se. Yet it came from me because that's the medium of my work is through channeling where somebody else's medium like your client is through her artwork of her channeling. That's the way that she gets that her soul light ends up and she's able to go into the path of her authenticity of her destiny. So I loved how you brought upon like that. Don't follow um, somebody else's just because this is the trend. If you don't, if you're not aligned with it, don't do it. It's like in fashion, like when people are like, oh, you know, blood red lipstick, like that is, that's the way like you, every, you know, that's in, or this kind of nail polish is in. And if it doesn't look good on you, then you don't put it, you know, like it's, but yet others will do it because it's quote unquote in. And, um, the other thing that was like a big aha moment that you brought in about fiction versus nonfiction. So, there is like, you know, Joseph Campbell, he speaks about, um, you know, about mythology also, but it's also about every single fiction and nonfiction um, journey is really all about this particular, like, I don't know if it's seven, seven steps, but it's like of it's, it's called the hero's journey and every Disney movie, like, um, um, Finding Nemo or every, like every single Disney movie, every single movie has the hero's journey where people like, they have this calling. They're like, oh my God, I have to do this. And then boom, they hit this brick wall of frustration. And about 80% of people during that brick wall of frustration, they're like, mm, they throw it out there and the, and they're like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. But that's their brilliance. And if they, what you did is you tapped into that, you became the pause between the second step and the third step. And I'll explain. You told your client, you said, find something that you love to do. 
Because when you find something that you love to do, suddenly your vessel becomes open. And then you are, you know, which is the next step of the hero's um, journey, which is, I think it is, I could, it's like of um, finding your allies, you know, finding the people that like, that are going to be with you. And that was, that is you, you're telling her, you know, start with your art projects because you got this message from the book, but that's, that's what she loves to do. And through that is the aha, like where she feels like herself, it's like her road back to herself. And then yes, after that, then it's in, then it's like taking action, taking the steps, but yet it's much easier because you don't feel that there's going to be um, that, that brick wall again. And if there is, then you find another thing that you love to do. So, I mean, it's, um, have you ever read like Joseph Campbell's like work and no God, Vic, you will, you will love it. I mean, this guy is just like, so like very avant-garde when people were like, um, what is this guy talking about? But he took something like about life's journey and, and put it into very simple terms. Everyone's looking for their calling in a sense. Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's like you get to celebrate what it is. And then guess what? After the celebration, then there's you have an, another like, oh, my God, all right, I did. I launched this brand, but now I have another brand that I want to launch. Because this, I feel like, is a new generation of entrepreneurship, which you are way ahead um, so I really, you know, like I really invite you to, to go discover Joseph Campbell. And another thing that I wanted to tell you that like that was brought up was, um, that you reminded me was about the story of Pablo Picasso and of Salvador Dali. And I'll explain, they were artists during the surrealism movements, like in the 1920s and, um, this was a time in which where Dali, which was like a very avant-garde artist, he was having issues of inspiration or like, you know, drawing or doing his thing. He just, you know, because it's like this, this pressure that a lot of entrepreneurs and, and creatives that they put on themselves that has to do with perfectionism at times. So Pablo Picasso gave him, he was his mentor and he gave him like the best advice. And he said, why don't you just in every single painting that you put out there, put out your, you know, draw something that you are fearful of. And what he put out on every single painting and almost every single painting after that, that word of advice was a grasshopper. So if you look at, at any of, of Salvador Dali's photos or or paintings, not photos, but paintings and artwork, you're going to see a grasshopper. But at that time, you know, like everything was metaphorical. And think of a grasshopper, you know, they hop ahead. But when you actually face your fears, they're not so scary anymore. And by you teaching your client, like, and just like, just something simple of doing what you love and is, is just, it's brilliant. It's so simple, but it's so brilliant. Wow. You know, it, it is, it's funny because it's almost like these are things that we all know, but you just need someone to bring it to a head. You just need someone to bring it to the surface. So 
like that, that client, for example, she knows that she is an artist. She knows those things about herself, but it's almost like she's already decided over the past, however many years that that's not in the cards for her. Like, Oh yeah, no, like, yeah, sure. I know how to do it, but that's just not, I'm going to try to create, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to market that. And then it's almost like you just need someone to give you that validation that like, no, you can use exactly what you already know and make something of it. You don't have to cater to the majority on social media. You don't have to use the specific creating apps the way everybody else does. Like your art can look different and it can make no sense to some people, but it's what you already know. It's what you're already good at. So I think some people just need that like reassurance in a sense, that validation, just to bring those things underneath the surface up above the surface. But do you think social media is for everyone? You know, like, do you think there, there are those like, um, like for me, I actually like, I mean, I, I could be in front of the camera, no problem, but you know me, I just like, I hate doing the reels and it's not that I hate to do it by all means. I would love to do it if that's all that I did, but I'm like, I, you know, I run it's a full-time job. It's a it's, full-time job. It's, exactly. it's crazy. It's crazy because the social yeah. media, it's crazy because the social media is simply like free work just yeah. to get people to the work but it's also a full-time job. Like It's simply meant to just be an advertisement to get people to the work. But, but shit, I mean, with this many people on social media, the work can't just be, okay, I have a new podcast. Go listen. It's got to be aesthetically pleasing. It's got to, you know, have the right sound, the right lighting, the right look. So, you know, I, I will say, I will say that it, can be for everyone, but it won't be because not everyone will enjoy it. So it could be because everybody has an audience that's on there. I I go on TikTok and there is a whole entire plant community, you know, people who are like, they consider themselves like plant moms. Like they have like, like these green rooms in their house with like all these plants. And like, they talk about all these plants, please. I can't even keep a plant alive for a week. So like, (laughs) that's not my community. Right. Then I come across these like dog videos. Like there's like the dog moms and you know, the dog people. And again, that's another community. So Every community, no matter the age, the race, the demographic, the hobby, the whatever it is that you it, that you like to see on social media, it could be for everyone because there really is something for every every group. But it won't be for everyone because not everyone cares to use it and not everyone will enjoy using it. But that's what I mean when I say you have to enjoy it because uh, not, not that you have to enjoy it. Yes, you have to enjoy it. But that's what I mean when I say it has to come easily and effortlessly to you because the second that it feels like a chore, it's not for you. The second that it feels like I have to do this, I have to post this. Then at that point, if you have to do these things then you might as well get a nine to five job and have a boss and do what you have to do for them because it'll be much easier. Hello, beautiful angel. So I just wanted for you to take a moment to pause And just take a deep breath in 
and exhale. And just tune into the awareness, the space that's right in between the inhale and exhale. And allow your beautiful soul to listen to the voice that's inside your heart. For it always, always knows the truth. It always knows the way back home to you. It's the GPS of your eternal, your vibrant light. So, beautiful soul, let me ask you a question. Like, have you ever felt disconnected to what was in your 3D world, what appears to be your 3D world, and what you know is your potential? And if you have, like, did you ever have this aha moment, this spiritual awakening, and then ask, oh my God, what do I do with it now? So if you have been seeking a deeper meaning to your life's purpose or soul guidance or want to know the signs and what they mean and how to navigate through from this moment on, then I have the perfect place for you. And this is called the Soul Star Community. This is something where I, this has been my, my dream of mine for so long because truly, in the past few years, as the entire globe shifted, like, don't you feel that now, like, we're in this accelerated version of Earth School and we need to constantly adjust and process all of our experience in, like, this rapid pace, like, all these life lessons into, like, a total brand new rebirth, which is happening every single moment. It's not just every year on our birthday. It seems like it's every day. You're not the same person you were yesterday. So this brand new rebirth is actually happening worldwide. You know, this has been quite the journey and we're evolving. We're truly evolving into the real us. And throughout my own life's journey, I've experienced numerous rebirths and incredible miracles that were accompanied by the divine, of course, like quantum healings of my own, my own family members and the tens of thousands of clients that I have had the honor of facilitating healings. So through the past few years, I have awakened more and more, like even more than I thought I could even imagine to the core of who I truly am. And I know from this moment on, as I took a vow that for the new continuous spiritually evolving me, that whatever role or energy that I surround myself with, it will only be one that is congruent to what my heart feels right. It's all about purposeful living and about surrounding myself with the right vibe, with the right beautiful community. And I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to this perfect nurturing space that I have created. It's called the Soul Star Membership. So this is a private VIP exclusive community for you angels that listen to the podcast, you know, that have followed me on the gram and that have been with me for quite some time. So even if this is your first time tuning in and your heart's resonating with what the pod is about, what my vibration is all about, what this whole entire message is, then check it out. Because every single month, the way that it's going to be structured is I'm going to be channeling in the energy transmission, the energy forecast of the month. And if you tune in live, you get an energy healing as well. 
So even if you don't show up live, don't even worry about it. It's going to be everything is recorded on your portal. You have tons of meditations. We have incredible speakers and master classes, beautiful transmissions and channelings of the month. Like you're going to receive the most beautiful, beautiful PDF books every single month that you can grow and evolve with. It's basically like having your own measurable spiritual action plan. Like there's a coach, a spiritual angel that is right by your side as you are in this like beautiful membership. It's an incredible community that is global. And I've been in this realm of work over 20 years professionally, which is wild to me. (laughs) It's absolutely wild. And throughout the two decades of my professional experience as um, an energetic healer and um, the four Claire's, I honestly have met the most incredible human galactic souls, truly. And they're all part of the community. So I invite you to join in and to be a part of this beautiful community. There are people from all over the world. So just check it out. It's, you can find me at Janet Namaste slash Soulstar. And for you loyal listeners of the pod, just type in the code JNPOD for an additional 10% off the membership. Your heart, your soul, and the beautiful people that you're going to be surrounded with will 100% be grateful for the choice that you made. So I am looking forward to meeting you, beautiful being. I would much rather have a simple broken down to-do list that I have to work on nine to five, and then I get to go home and mind my own business and blah, blah, blah. If I wanted to have to do things. Like I used to have to do things for my boss that I didn't want to do. But instead, once you tap into the social media world as your full-time job, you're not doing nine to five. You're doing 24 seven. We wake up, we work, we go to sleep. Uh, we, we work all the way up until we go to sleep. So if you are working 24 seven like that for yourself on social media around the clock to entertain all the different time zones and all the different demographics, and you feel like you have to do something, you are going to be miserable because no one should want, no one should have to work 24 seven. I work the way that I work even on Saturdays and Sundays because I want to do it. I enjoy doing it. And guess what? When you become your own boss, you have the luxury of saying no. So sometimes people do ask me to do calls on a Saturday or Sunday and I say no. But for example, last night was Sunday night and I had a team member ask me if I would go live with them at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. on a Saturday Saturday night. All I want to do is be in bed watching friends and going to sleep. But instead, I sat on Instagram live with a new business partner who was nervous and going live for the first time. And I helped her out because I want to do it. So for the person who maybe doesn't enjoy social media that way, they would really resentfully be like, I do not want to go live with this girl at nine o'clock on a Saturday night. But okay, then go work nine to five for a boss and you'll have a much easier to-do list and you are much more limited in how much work you have to do. So that's how I see it. And you know what? They say when you are aligned with what it is that you love to do, you don't work a day in your life. You just don't work. 
because you're you're doing your hobby, you're in your dharmic purpose, and you don't feel that it's a struggle. Are there going to be challenges? Hell yeah. Yep. Are there going to be sacrifices? Hell yeah. But you know, it's it's um, when you're aligned, it feels like more like fun. It's it's enjoying the journey. It, right. There's there isn't that that sense of restriction or that sense of like, oh god, I don't like, I really don't want to do this. Right. Do you know, do you know John Maxwell? No. Okay. So John Maxwell is like my version of what I listen to. When you listen to your gurus, John Maxwell is like a guru for me. He's like the number one leadership trainer in the entire world. He's written 85 books. He is world renowned. He is absolutely amazing. And he's, I'm, I hope I don't age him, but he's in his eighties. I mean, he's like been around the block for many years, so he's amazing. And I listen to all the things that he says. And he said that people, you know, have asked him or they talk at his conventions and whatever. And, you know, to go along with the, the typical cliche of when you love what you do, you don't have to work in a day in your life. People Mm -hmm. ask him like, how do you stay disciplined? And he's like, I love what I do. Period. I love what I do. End of story. Period. And there's no way on how do I stay disciplined when you love what you do? You know, when me, I have to stay disciplined when it comes to fitness and diet, things of that sort, because fitness is a lifestyle and it is not a lifestyle that I absolutely love. I work out three to four days a week. I eat relatively healthy and I do what I have to do as like the bare minimum for someone who just like wants to stay fit and wants to put a little effort into it, but also like doesn't really thoroughly enjoy working out. Like that's another community that I come across on social media, the fitness trainers and the, the, the dietitians and the nutritionists and all that stuff. I'm sorry. It doesn't, it doesn't draw me in. So again, that's another community anyway, off track. But my point is, is that, yeah, there are certainly days when I wake up and don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to work out. I would love to just make some pasta and marinara sauce because that would be the easier option for me. But instead, no, I'm going to make tuna or salmon. Like, you know, my point is, is that those are the things for me that I have to stay disciplined on and remind myself to stay disciplined on because I don't exactly enjoy it but it's something that I know if I have goals and results that I desire, I have to stay disciplined. When it comes to my work, I no one has to remind me to do it. No one has to check in on me and hold me accountable. No one has to tell me, you have goals for your income and your job. Don't forget, no one has ever had to do that for me. So yeah, when you love something, when it's the lifestyle that you are committed to, you just stay disciplined. Like that's just it. It's literally that black and white. But you also have to know what it is that you love so much to do mm-hmm. because it's like finding that calling. The number one question that people always ask and every I've done hundreds of thousands of readings, you know that. And they always ask, what is it that I'm meant to be doing? What am I, what is my purpose in this life? Well, maybe it's, it may not be just this one thing. It's just a certain theme that your music, 
needs to shine through, that people need to listen, whatever medium you choose, whether it's through painting, whether it's through social media, whether it's through through art, whether it's through music, but that's you find your thing and that's the motivation. But, you know, I'm like you, like there are times where, um, and I love cooking. I love cooking. But what do you, you know, like, what am I not going to? I know I can't have too much sugar because of like, you know, just of like autoimmune issues, whatever it may be. But there are times where I'm like, I feel that when I do have that, you know, that extra chocolate, my joints feel it right away. But I'm like, all right, you know, that's okay. But it takes discipline for me to say no. No more. Yeah. Yeah. No more enough, you know, and it's not about indulgence. It's about like the payoff. Like what is the payoff at the end? Do I want to be in pain with my joints or do I, do I, you know, or I miss being 16, but I didn't have to be disciplined. I ate French fries for lunch every day. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I, my pregnancy diet, by the way, it was literally like like Nutella with not a teaspoon. Okay. And I'm very dainty. I have, (laughs) but I'm there freaking chug, like shoveling it in my mouth. Like freaking spatula. Yeah. No, Nutella was like that. Like that wasn't prenatal vitamin. I didn't get that memo. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, no, trust me. You develop the discipline when you realize that, uh, you don't always get to stay, uh, eating Nutella or French fries. Totally. But how do you like, um, you know, like for someone like me, by the way, I mean, I have, I have my brands, I have all that, like I established that before. So before I even went on social media, but how does someone like, let's say me or somebody who doesn't even have a brand yet, how do you actually utilize that social media platform to monetize? Like, how do you get sponsors? How do you like, do you need to have a certain product? Do you have to have a course? How does one actually monetize? What is the actual goal? Like when you say like, this is your work, like, how do you actually get paid for it? That's like where that's the, the, the part, the part where I know many people would be asking. Right. So first things first is that you do have to discover exactly what is your, your brand and your niche, because if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So you have to talk to someone specifically, meaning a certain demographic, a certain audience. So I would say, because for, for me, my main audience starts at about 20, 19, 20, like a young, young college student, but it does go up to, I would say 40s to 50s because I'm also an old soul. So a lot of older women love to hear what I have to say because it does resonate with them. The amount of times that I get comments like, oh, when I was your age, oh, if someone would have taught me this at 27, my whole life would be different. You know, I'm only learning this now at 50 or now at 45. I wish I would have known this at 25, 26, 27 at your age. So, you know, I, I do for the most part have my specific, I would say 20 year age uh, bracket right there. And I also know my areas that I am posting in on the surface are fashion and beauty. So girls, majority women, girls and women love to see my fashion and beauty that I share. And then on the other end, I am really providing value on confidence. So I consider myself to be a confidence coach. I consider myself as someone who teaches women how to raise the bar, raise their standards, 
desire more out of life, stop settling for the bare minimum. So that's what you're going to get from me. You'll get one end is like fashion and beauty. The other end is all about confidence and raising your standards. And I am consistently creating content on those same areas every single day. So that's first, because if you do want to make money on social media, you have to be consistent with something every single day to keep that same demographic wanting more. Because your follower count right now really doesn't matter. No. What what matters is the loyalty. You know, what matters is that people trust you. They they like you. So three questions that someone internally asks themselves when engaging with you is, do I know you? Do I like you? Do I trust you? The fourth question is, what's in it for me? So this is not a question someone's asking out loud, and they're not even consciously asking this question. They're subconsciously, internally, internalizing, saying, do I like this person? Do I know this person? Do I like this person? Do I trust this person? And what's in it for me? So when you are putting, trying to create content that's almost sales, yeah, okay, now you need to know, have I made it clear who I am, what my mission is? Do people even know who I am? Am I getting engagement? Is my content shareable and likable because people need to actually like me in order to want to support me? Number three, obviously, do I trust you? Uh, Am I consistent with it? Or am I just promoting? Am I a sellout? Am I just promoting anything I could get my hands on? Am I one day fashion, one day beauty, one day food, one day fitness, one day training, one day advice, one day dating, one day relationships? Like it's like all over the place. Like what? Let's stick to something, right? Um, and so, so that's the do I trust you? And people trust me because I'm consistently creating content on the same areas all the time for years, not new for years. And now what's in it for me? Would I actually buy this product? And what the the reason, the way for people to actually internalize, yes, something is in it for me is if you actually sell a product that your audience would buy. It's as simple as that. If you know who your audience is, for example, women in their twenties, fashion beauty is a pretty sellable product. But if you're, if you know that your audience is young people, then when you are getting a brand saying, Hey, we want you to promote our baby vitamins, you're not, your demographic isn't even moms. So why would you promote that? You know, like, so moral of the story is don't go all over the place. That's something that I used to do when I was newer on social media and I wanted to get any payment out there. I took on brand deals for protein powder type thing, like a, like a, I don't even know. So it was a wellness bag of protein, whatever, something that I literally drank for the video. I then never actually used. I gave it to my brother. It was chocolate and I don't even like chocolate. And my audience literally knows I don't like chocolate. I like chocolate. <laughs> Should have given it to you. I, I think you've got um, that. I, I promoted these uh, like gummy vitamins for like fat burner vitamins. And like, why it would, I was, this was literally 2017, 20, 2018. And they're giving me what a hundred dollars to put a picture. So yeah, sure. I posted a photo with these gummy vitamins that are supposed to supplement your hunger uh, and you know, whatever. These are things that my audience would not trust me today on if I was promoting, because it's so untrue to who I am. 
So now that was a long-winded explanation, but the whole point is, is that those are the three, those are the four questions I should say that you need to know people are internalizing when they're looking at you and wanting to support you. Now that you're making sure that your audience knows you, likes you, trusts you, believe that something is in it for them. Now you get to collaborate with brands that fit that those margins. So I was able to work with a lot of clothing brands that match my style. For example, there's a lot of very fast fashion brands. It's not to say I only work with high-end brands. I do work with fast fashion, but there's like these mass produced, like a brand like Shein, where if you go on Shein, there's hundreds of thousands of different styles on there. That's not my style. I don't like cheap shit like that. So I'm not going to promote that on my page. Um, I like more of like anyone that wears that. (laughs) Right. No, no offense. No offense. But we're talking about building your brand here. And that's, this is my brand. So for me, I promote more of Revolve. Again, this is not like the most high quality ever, but it's, it's definitely nicer. I can say Uh, Revolve, Aritzia, like brands that to me are better quality of clothing, because that is what my audience will believe that I actually wear. Every time my audience asks me where something is from, even if I'm not getting paid, it's genuinely, oh, I got this from Revolve. I got this from Aritzia, things of that sort. So now you collaborate with the brands that meet that area. You reach out to them and guess what? You might not get paid in the beginning. You might only get some free collabs. But then as you prove to a brand that you are getting people to shop from them, people are really enjoying your content from them. Yes, you could turn around and eat, whether you just show your stats or you just know your worth. And now is when you want to really offer something specific, like not just, hey, I would love to now work with you and get paid. So let me know what you have in mind, because wouldn't we all? But instead, if you went to a brand and said something of the sort like, so we have created content now together, or I've collaborated with you, whatever, for the past three months, the past three weeks, yada, yada, yada. Um, would, uh, would, would you be open to a paid partnership? Here's what I have in mind. And now what you can do is actually show them content that you created for free already, whether it be for them or for somebody else, and say, this is what I've been creating for this brand. And I think that this would be really great to do with you because my audience has been loving. My audience is always asking me where I got my clothes from when it's from your website and yada, yada, yada. So now you're literally showing them a visual, like this is the type of uh, content that I can create. I am capable of bringing in this many sales. Again, you're either going to show them statistics or you could just show them the content because some brands will pay an influencer who they don't really love their content, but they know that they're a sales machine versus they'll also have work with someone who doesn't really bring in that many sales, but they create absolutely beautiful content for them. So those are the two ends of how you would measure your value to a brand. It's either got to be your statistics that you could show them the analytics from your website, from your Instagram, or just the gorgeous content that you create. So you, that's what you're literally linking to them or showing them, screenshotting to them and saying, I would love to work with you on a paid basis. You also can pitch paid ba- a paid collab off the bat. If you don't want to do anything for free at all, you can pitch it off the bat, but you got to know 
for a fact, what you have to offer. You got to know your value because a brand will laugh at you if you are a complete stranger going to them, asking money, asking for money. And you're just like, yeah, I want to post photos for you and get paid for it. You have to build a relationship or you have to prove your credibility, build up your following, have consistent content for months. Some people jump the gun. Some people go too soon with that, you know, like, oh, I just came across this brand and now I want them to pay me. It's, they already have people on their roster. So yep. and I, I know I keep talking about, I keep referring to clothing because that's what I do, but it, the shoe can fit any category. It doesn't have to be clothing. It's just what I do, but you can literally do that with any brand. And the most formal way would be by emailing them, obviously, but you can also be a little informal and send them a DM on Instagram and see where it goes from there. I have gotten plenty of my collaborations through DM, but also some of them will say, oh, you have to email us. We are just the social media people. We don't do collaborations. And I would say that's the most tangible way to really do it. But it, you're unfortunately, you're going to have to be creating for a while first, because they, if they're going to go to your page, they need to see something here, what we're working with here. Again, do I know you? Do I like you? Do I trust you? What's in it for me? That's what everyone needs to answer when they are coming to your page. Yeah. And they have to develop, they ha- they need to develop a trust. And, and um, what about all those, like, I, I get, oh God, about like 10 to 20 um, DMs a day of these nonsense, like, hi, I saw your page, let's collab, you know, all those, like, I just delete, 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 delete. So that's just like, are these usually scams? Yeah, it's usually a bot. Uh, Like, whenever you get these, like, okay, for example, how is it possible that three different accounts managed to send you the same exact message, right? Exactly. It's a bot. So it's like all of these, say these three brands hired uh, this one program that can literally just send out mass messages. So the people who are sending you these messages, I'm sorry to break everyone's, you know, burst everyone's bubble. They actually don't like your content. They don't even know who you are. They haven't even seen your content. They're literally yelling at other people. Yeah. They literally are sending that to thousands of accounts, thousands of them. And, and take this from someone who worked in fashion PR And one of my 10,000 jobs that I wasn't supposed to have in my one job was that I ran the social media accounts. So we hired a bot because I ran 13 different brands accounts and we hired bots to just like and comment and engage on people's things. And they would just comment saying like, so pretty, love this, whatever. And like literally no offense, but a human being didn't even see the post. It was just what we were commenting because it was literally a, a, a bot. So with things like that, it's not real. Now, if you do, if somebody real does actually message you and it's a personable message and they actually ask you to collaborate again, do I know you? Do I like you? Do I trust you? What's in it for me? If those answers all check out, yes, you should collaborate with people because it's not all about money. It's about uh, exposure. It's about connecting with other people, even just networking. You have no idea who you're saying no to when you think that you're bigger and better than a collaboration. And, you know, it's got to make sense though. No, we don't do handouts. So, you know, girls come to me all the time. Oh, can I go live with you? No, you can't. I have no, I have no idea who you are. Um, I look at your page and you have no offense, absolutely nothing to offer me. So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for me to do that. Why would I 
go live with you. Why would I make photos with you? Whatever, anything of that sort. It just simply doesn't make sense. There are no, there are no shortcuts when it comes. No, to- there's no shortcuts. And I had to do it the hard way. <laughs> Didn't we all? Yes. We all had oh, to do it yeah. And I both, you know, so, I- so yeah. listen, when you do get real people to collaborate with, you got to make sure you're on the same page. It makes sense for you to work together and then you take it from there. But otherwise, if a if a brand or whatever is sending you a scammy message or asking you for money, uh-uh, no way. Because right. those are those are where they get you too. So that's another thing is that a brand will say, oh, we'll offer you our, our beach towels completely for free. All you got to do is pay for the shipping. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I'm actually paying for. Your 50 cent valued beach towels and because they cost you literally nothing. So when you say, oh, you just got to pay $20 for the shipping. Yeah. I'm still paying for the beach towels at that point. They're not free anymore. So, you know, if a brand is asking you for, for money and for anything, it's because their product is so low value that they're just getting customers by telling you that it's for free, except you pay for the shipping. Yeah. It isn't for free. Nothing yeah. actually in life is for free. I hate right. to news to you. It doesn't, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. I love your authenticity. I love your spiciness. Maybe because you and I were, are from both, you know, both of us are from Staten Island, New York. <laughs> and, and we say it, we say that we're born and raised in New York. We've, you know, um, I grew up in, in going to the city at age 15, 16, taking the train on my own, like, just like navigating through and it's just you it's it's interesting of where you live in the world if you're depending on your personality of how much you you could expand and how many like um how many barriers like you or the lack of like it's like do you have limits or or do you feel limitless so i want to segue into something else like you know i just wanted to bring that i love the spiciness in you of those people that feel that they um feel that they can't do it. Or I understand like with the mind, the mindset in the beginning you have to work with, but it's also about scarcity consciousness, especially now, like, let's be real. You and I are completely like, that's why like our success of what it is that we do is because we are very honest. We are now in the middle of like, we're going like recession, inflation, gas prices have never been so high, food costs, things like that. You know, when, when people find out how much it is to work with me one-on-one or like, you know, so I'm like, it's best that we just do the group, you know, group sessions, you know, they're like, how could we be charging like this in a time when it's recession and inflation and things like that? What is it when, what kind of advice would you give to people during this moment of time of breaking free of those scarcity mindset beliefs and for them to take a chance and invest in themselves? Like, how do we, how do we clear that up in the most, like, and I want to say in the most nurturing way, because, you know, here we're from New York. We're like, just fucking rip the bandaid off. Come on, enough. enough. I'm like, this. if you're going to cry, go cry somewhere else. You know, I'm not that kind of coach. I'm not that kind of therapist. And you're not. But <laughs> what, is it, what is it would you say to them? Like, how would you create that nurturing environment of them to actually, you know, like if, if it's a dollar, I always tell people. How much can you, how much can you spend? And they're like a dollar. I'm like, all right, my fee is $2. And they're like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. And I don't mean saying that. F- I don't know why I'm F-bombing. I don't usually F-bomb, you know, they're like $2. I can't even afford a dollar, but it's like almost like, of like, it's like that comfort zone in a sense of stepping out of it. That's when I feel that that's like real results like happen is because then they rely on themselves, not on me or uh, like, I'm not a crutch. 
much. Mm-hmm. They themselves realize they have, I have just have a gift of bringing their magic out. Right. So what is, what is that mm-hmm. you do for, for your clients in that, in that, in that regard? You know, funny enough, it, you, you mentioned we're in a recession. So people say these things about money, but they'll say these things with or without a recession. They'll say That's these true. things with or without inflation in since 2018 is when I started really talking to people about them investing money and 2018, 2019, 2020, like right before, you know, COVID, whatever, like it's, this has never been new. I've literally heard that excuse and that reason about no money, no money, no money, no money forever, forever. So I know that now you can't say that never say you don't have money. Never. Right. So this, this whole time period, while it is a rocky time period right now, it's also not the first time I've ever heard it. So what I do say is that for starters, I actually really can relate because that was me in the beginning of my journey of entrepreneurship. When I started to create and do certain things and invest, I, for example, when I was trying trying to create fashion content, I would buy the clothes, take photos with the tags on it and return the clothes because I couldn't keep them. I, I needed the money. When I started my direct sales business, I had to invest in it in order to get started. I didn't even have that amount of money in my bank account, nor did I have a savings account, nor did I have a credit card. So my mom paid for my investment. So I can relate because I didn't have that money either. However, both of those things that required an investment are the things that pay off the most. So no risk, no reward scared money doesn't make money. I know that we want to go on a more nurturing route, but for starters, that's, that's the first things first is because nothing that I, nothing that didn't require an investment ever was ended up being worth my time. The things that ended up paying off the most are the things that required an investment. So there's a reason why investments and sessions and coaches and all of these things are priced the way that they are. And they are priced that way because it will change your life. You will not have a life transformation without making that investment. It would be beyond anything I've ever seen. So now with all of that being said, things like this, uh, lack of money or inflation, whatever, they're all temporary things. This is really not going to last forever. So I think what a lot of people are living like right now, like hoarding their money are super, super, super scarcity mindset focused because they literally don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I keep talking about how I can't wait for this to be over. Like I'm already talking about things I want to do next year after after. Yeah. Like I'm already making these plans. Oh, I want to rent an LBI house next year. I want to buy a house next year, whatever. These are just things that I've talked about because yeah, sure. Right now the market's terrible. I would never buy a house right now. I, you know, and, and I'm somebody with an abundant mindset, but even still, I would say, no, no, no. I don't have the money for a house right now. I would never, because I know right now is not good, but maybe next year or the year after, because 
I can already tell you that it will go back. It will be normal. We will be, we will prevail. We will prosper. So all of these hardships and things are truly temporary, but we have to already have that mindset. So when a lot of people don't even want to start right now because, oh, I don't have the money, they're literally seeing it as if this is it. I don't have the money right now. This is the cost of living is way too much. Everything is right now. They're not even thinking about next year and the year after and the year after that. But you gotta, you have to think long-term. And when you think long-term, that's when I think that you start to say, you start to at least like, take a deep breath and you're like, all right, you're right. This won't be forever. But the, the harsh truth is that all of these desires that you have, you will not get for free. You will not get without investing. That's mm-hmm. the harsh truth. The, the kind truth is like, okay, just relax for a minute. It won't last forever. Let's regroup. Exactly. That is, that is so true. It's so true. You know, um, in your coaching and in this, like in this consulting program that you do, do you also help people with their finances of, of certain percentages of what it is, like how, what they should invest in, like how much money they should invest in branding, how much time they should invest. Do you help people like divvy up their, their, and their money in that sense? I I definitely could speak from my own experience, but I do always want it to be clear. Like I'm no financial advisor. I'm no CPA. Like, you know, I'm not someone who will give you logistic statistical advice. And quite frankly, my financial advisor and my accountant, I give them heart attacks half the time because I tell them I'm putting money in this and I'm putting money in that. And like, they're speaking from a way of like looking at, you know, the black and white on the paper and I'm just, I'm like so abundant that I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this investment. And guess what? I've lost a lot of money in investments. I have, and I'm still like, okay, how do I make that up? Like, how do I, you know? So it's, it's, I, I'm not, I don't really like fear like a loss and things like that, because it happens. If you talk to anyone's parents, anyone who's been in the game of like investing and whatever for their whole life, everyone has at some point, everyone has lost money, gained money, had ups, had downs. So from my own experience, yeah, sure. I've definitely played risky games with money. Very little, not too much. I'm not, I'm not that crazy, but I, I, I have gone through it. Other than that, when it comes to, you know, investing time and money into certain areas that will enhance your life that aren't necessarily going to make you go broke. Yes, of course I could. (laughs) I could for sure. Because I think that at the end of the day, it's all relative, right? It's all relative. So some people have a full nine to five, you know, job, a full-time job, and they're just looking to understand like, okay, how could I invest in a way that could make this, you know, side business profitable? How can I, what, how much time do I need to put in it in order to see these results? Because I can measure that like the back of my hand. That's what I did. That's how I quit my full-time job. I knew how much time, money, effort, and energy I had to invest and when I had to invest it in order to see the results that I wanted. So things of that nature, I could, I would always be able to measure for people. No, it's great. It's great. It's also, you know, like, um, 
the fact that you had that corporate experience, you've been there and you've done that. So you learned a lot through that as well. And, you know, like everything that we've actually learned throughout school, through our corporate experience, everything, we actually utilize it in our everyday lives now. You know, I've also, I've, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into like my own spiritual teachings, my own, the retreat, so on and so forth. But I'm in this, like, I'm in this game of, of coaching and teaching for two of already almost 20, actually not already over two over 20 years, over two decades, you know, thus far. But, you know, money, according to spirituality, right, it's just the neutral energy. It's just the means of exchange. So it's like what it, it comes and it goes. It's just of like what we, you know, like the the influence, the the um, the value that we put on it, the same value or the way that we view a dollar. Maybe we could view a million dollars really of like how much like does that energy store that is that or is in stake. Even since I was a little girl, to be completely candid with you, I grew up, I'm a child of immigrants, right? So I was first gen, I'm first generation American. I slept in a one bedroom Brooklyn apartment that had roaches, by the way, and water bugs. I kid you not. Um, I remember this even as a little, you know, like I was a little girl, um, but I slept in a crib until the age of five. Like my parents couldn't afford a bed. We only had a one bedroom apartment. And in my mindset, and maybe this is something because I'm a Capricorn, who knows? I have no idea. <laughs> What's you're an Aquarius, right? Do you know your do you know your rising and yeah, uh, I'm a Taurus rising and a cancer moon. You're a Taurus rising and a cancer moon. Oh, totally makes sense. You know, I always use, you know, my disclaimer, your disclaimer is like, I'm not a financial advisor. My disclaimer always was, I'm not a, I'm not an astrologer. I'm not a medical, I'm not a medical. But now you're about to be. But now I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to be an astrologer because just to weave it into the destiny program as well. But it's like, ever since I was a little girl, like in my mindset, it was like about, I always thought rich. I always thought rich. And even when I didn't have much, I always invested more, no matter, no matter what, you know, I never feel that I'm not going to have enough or that the universe is never going to, um, take care of me in the sense. Why? Because I'm taking care of myself. So given that this is also a spiritual podcast as well, and that you can't have the success that you can attain and, and the potential without spirituality, what spiritual advice would you give to the listeners today? Well, I think that you almost just triggered this thought because you were saying about the energy of money, but my most spiritual advice to give today would have to be that everything is energy, everything. So even the way that you make decisions, it's the energy that you're putting out into the, to the universe, the things that you say yes to the things that you say no to what you spend your money on, what you spend your time on. Even when people spend five minutes gossiping about somebody else, energy, bad energy, jealousy, energy, we have two uh, episode topics, Janet and myself, on my podcast. One of them is all about trauma, and one of them is all about jealousy. Again, those things are energy. So every single thing is energy. So in my business, we always say you get five minutes pity party. Five minutes, you want to cry, you want to be mad, you got five minutes. 
And then after that, you got to get your shit together because yep. the, the day that you decide it's a bad day and I'm going to spend the whole day having a bad day, that is so much energy that you are literally putting into negativity. And, you know, I actually was just at a party this weekend, a birthday party, and I met this girl who I, right now I currently may never even see her again. I didn't get her phone number. I didn't get her Instagram. I didn't even get her last name. I just happened to meet this girl and I could see at the party that she's like stressing, like something. I could just see it on her that like whatever. So it turns out whatever, that there's like a guy there that she has, it's either like an ex or whatever, like just like not a good situation. And so I'm literally looking at her being like, like in her mind, she probably isn't thinking that she's doing anything, but I'm looking at her and the way that her, that her demeanor, everything. So when we're talking about it, I said to her, I'm like, you're absorbing his energy right now. So now your energy is so off. And she literally looks at me. She goes, who are you? I needed to meet you today. She's like, who are you? And I'm like, girl, I said, I don't even need to know you. And I'm looking at your demeanor and it's so low. Like it's so low. I'm like, because you can see him across the room. The truth is like with things like that, sure. Out of sight, out of mind. And he was in her sight. So Everything that he was doing in front of her, even if it was just having another conversation with a guy, she's literally looking down at the ground. She's stressing. She's twirling her hair. Like she had like these like anxiety, like, uh, you know, habits and whatever. So I said, I'm like, girl, you are totally absorbing his energy. It is radiating off of you. Like you need to go dance. Like you need to go like, just don't even look at him. Like you have to totally get out of the situation. Because it's a, it's literally a decision that we're making. And for her, for example, the decision she was making was to watch what he was doing, to look at what he was doing, to pay attention to it, to talk about him. She's talking to her friends about him. I'm like, this is energy, 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 energy. Yeah. So every single decision that we make, even if it's a subconscious decision, even if it's something that we're not even aware that we're doing, it's all energy. So Thoughts are energy, words are energy. And when your words and actions and your intentions align, that's when magic happens. And that's what you do. So how can, thank you so much for today. How can our listeners find you and get more information on your consulting, um, your consulting packages? And the, and I also want to know the difference of the VIP and also like consulting yeah. How can we, how can we contact you? And by the way, you guys can have this all in the show notes. We're going to have all of the info. Yes. So the difference between being a VIP versus not, it's simply that a VIP is the next stage. So for example, I offer an intro session to everyone who inquires, and that's a 30 minute or a 60 minute session at a low introductory rate, depending on, you know, your budget, how much time you want to put in, whatever, but that's a one time offer, not every single person who does an introductory session is going to become a VIP client for a couple of reasons. One, they might choose not to progress or two, I might choose not to progress. Why? Because if in those 30 or 60 minutes, I feel either one that we've completely covered exactly what you needed. You were so close. You just needed one quick conversation. Sure. 
that in that case, we don't really need to progress because we, we covered what you needed or two. I don't, I might not feel like I'm the best person for you because sometimes people come to me for something that is really just out of my area. You know, like I I can help beginners, but I can't, there's certain levels that I just am not a fit for. I'm ready to take people to the next level, basically. So I'm people who at least know what they want. You know, I do have sessions with some people who truly are so lost. They don't know at all what they want in any way. They want this, but that, this, but that. I don't think that I'm the right person to take you to where you want to go. At least not yet. Maybe next year, maybe the year after. But in any case, I would never waste someone's time or money if I feel like I am not the right fit for them. So now after that introductory session, um, I would say the majority of people are offered to become a VIP client. So the options would still include 30 minutes or 60 minutes, again, depending on your budget and, and things of that sort. But they are packages of three, six, or nine. And I let it be totally up to your discretion how often you want these sessions to be for the three, six, or nine when you buy that package. They could be weekly. They could be bi-weekly. They could be monthly. They could be bi-monthly because I, I believe that, you know, you can't plan today what your life will look like in six months or in in three months, four months, because so much happens. Schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So many things happen. And I don't even only mean tangible, like, oh, your schedule, a party might come up. I just might mean you might have a breakthrough sooner. So now I would hate to say, oh, well, your session isn't until next month. So hold that breakthrough, hold that thought on that breakthrough until then, you know? So for me, it's like, we can do them weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever, because that, you, again, you just never know. You might go through such a bad time where you're like, now is not the good time for my next session. Or you might say, wait, I need my next session now. So you do buy them in a pack of three, six or nine. And that's when you become a VIP client and you would have like my phone number and access to me. And you could always just text me a quick question or, you know, I'm, I'm almost like your, your little consultant concierge. Like, you know, you'll just have access to me. You just have access, much more access to me when you do buy those packages. So that's pretty much the difference. And the way that all of my consultant, uh, sorry, the way that all my clients start in consulting is by filling out a form and the form will have you select what area you want to talk in. What are your main goals for this session? What are your main questions for this session? And so that form is linked in my bio on my social media channels. So on my Instagram, my TikTok, my username is Victoria.Alario, which is A-L-A-R-I-O. So it's just my first and last name with a dot in the middle. And that's where you'll find me on social media. And then if you just click the, click the link in my bio, again, on my either my TikTok or my Instagram, you'll see I have Big Vic Energy Consulting. And that's the form that you would fill out. And you can't miss it. It's right there. And then, yeah, that that's really it. That's how they, everyone can inquire. And then once we have each other and we do a session is when we would be able to move on to becoming a VIP client. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So thank you again for connecting today, for sharing all of your wisdom with everyone, because um, it's priceless. It truly is. You can't go to four years of 
um, any type of college institution or higher level learning um, building and, and, and get the amount of education and real life of throwing yourself in it. And your wisdom is just absolutely priceless. So thank you for sharing your beauty, your wisdom, your knowledge, and your authenticity with us. I love you. And I'll share, we'll be, we'll be on the gram soon doing yeah. our lives again. Yeah, we got to go live. Oh, we have so much to do. <laughs> Absolutely. But until next time, thank you, Victoria. I love you. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I loved connecting with Victoria. We could have spoken for hours. So if you loved listening and if it inspired your heart, it would mean the world to me if you would rate and share this episode with someone that you think that would inspire their hearts as well. And for more information of The Soul Star, you can visit JanetNamaste.com slash Soul Star. And for more info of delving deeper with Victoria Lario's community and her VIP consulting. You can find her on the gram at victoria.alario. And until next time, thank you so much for your generous hearts, your ears, your souls. Until next time, love you. Namaste. Namaste.